Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. And now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Uh, University of Arkansas Vice Chancellor and Director of Athletics, Hunter Yurchek, has been appointed to the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. Yeah, Pretty I heard cool. they wanted somebody who uh, wasn't in any danger of having to recuse himself from the uh, selection committee. Yeah. In fact, Trey, did you look at who the members are? None of them will have yeah. to recuse, recuse themselves. None I, of the I new people, the same no. Thing. Yeah. Ward None of the old ones either. Well, Ward Manuel, he's still on there, but uh, out, of, out of Michigan. But, okay. yeah, you're looking at, uh, you know, retired That's people, right. Gary Pinkle and um, uh, Randall McDaniel, who's uh, from Arizona State, former player. But then, you know, most of them, Baylor, Hunters from, obviously, from Arkansas. But, uh, yeah, and uh, Patrick Chun, who's from Washington State, they're not they're not going to the playoffs. But um, Don't forget Carla Williams, so. athletic director of Virginia. Yeah, Virginia's not going. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they'll have a lot. You know, like if you put a bunch of people on there, like, you know, Alabama's AD and Michigan's, which they right. have, but, Can't you know, yeah. then, then you run into a situation where you only have a few people <laughs> voting on it. So. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's a nice honor to have for, for Hunter Yurichek. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I guess, a little bit of exposure for Arkansas. So that's, that's a positive. How big is this committee? Because thirteen, yeah. Because you look at the uh, uh, returning members, Chris Alt by way of uh, University of Nevada. I won't go through the entire list, but I mean it's uh, that's a big committee. Yeah, it's a big committee, and uh, yeah. But I mean, you need like uh, any scientist out there. No, you want the largest largest group um, that you can find, and and this is. You know, this is a pretty good-sized group. So I, I'm anxious to see. It's a new era in college football. There's no Nick Saban. The SEC's different. The Big Ten's different. The ACC's different. Uh, Big 12 is different. It's uh, The Pac-12 is, is no more, I guess. And, um, you know, and then you got a, 12, uh, a 12-team college football playoff. And so, you know, it's just uh, it's a new era. And there are some things about college football that we all want to see change. But I, I think this is a positive move going for the 12-team playoff. We all wanted to see more teams in the playoff, more teams get a shot. It's been, for the most part, aside from a, a team here and there, it's been, you know, the same players in the college football playoff. Uh, you know, last year was was probably as, I guess, eclectic as it's been in a while. But, um, you know, and the year before maybe with TCU. But it, I think it'll be cool to see. The one thing that I, I don't like, I don't like the, uh, the setup with the home team uh, in, in the first round when you go teams, what – is it five through? Is it five facing five 12? through twelve? Five through eight yeah. would would host. Yeah. So who, nine who's to say 12. that the yeah. fifth best team is better than the twelfth best team? You know, when they're not like playing similar competition. You know, impossibly they are, but generally, probably not. You know, who's to, who's to say that you know six is better than eleven? You know, well, who's to so say much one's better, better than twelve? Deserve, right. I mean, so much better that they deserve that's a home why they field play. advantage. Yeah, I, you know? I agree, but that's why they play. Is who's to say three's better than two? I mean that that's happens. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I think it should be. I, I just think it should be neutral site. We've added. You know, it, it just feels like, you know, the teams on the back end are, you know, kind of put it in a, at a disadvantage when they may have just as good a resume. You know, seven may have just as good a resume as ten, but they're going to play. Maybe, maybe so. But it's just like one, two, three, and four. Well, they ought to have some advantage too, but they don't get to play a home game. They don't, but they, they get a buy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's. So. I mean, that's a, but now they, they have to buy. win three games instead of four. I mean, instead of two, they have to win three games instead of two, which yeah. extends your st- season. And if you're one of the five through twelve to win, you got to play four more games. That's a third of your season. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in most too years, much. like, you know, in most years, there's been a year here and there. This year was would be one of them with Florida State, which Florida State's quarterback doesn't get injured. They probably are in the college football playoff anyway. But in most years, it's there's four teams, and it feels pretty, you know, pretty sure. There might be yes. five teams where you Agreed. say, you know, that, that team, you know, they got messed over. They should have been in. But usually it's about four teams that really have a legitimate resume when you break it all down at the end of the season. So, um, you know. But, Dre, isn't there the also unresolved questions over who is going to compose Who's going to make up these 12 teams is uh, we thought originally it was going to be the power five would have a slot, but now you've only got the power four, so to speak. So has that been resolved? Yeah, I don't I guess think, it, you have to be a conference no, champion. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's the four power conference champions plus uh, the next best conference champion, the, the highest-rated conference champion in the non-Power Four. They, they, they get in automatic, and then it's at large. I think that's the way it is. Is that right? I, I think so. In deference to the Pac-12 falling apart, they didn't officially announce that in their last meeting, but that's where they're headed, yes. Well, the, uh, the, ex, the I mean, you know, the automatic one, I guess, is, you know, they're not going to get the buy, though. No. It's just going to be the, the four conference uh, champions. If you're right. Notre Dame, you've got to join a conference. Wow, good point. Do you not? Yeah, you would think so. Them. Yeah. Mm, good. You're right. And they're playing a heavy ACC regular schedule, aren't they? But that, they that's are. The they thing. jumped in that's, with the ACC during COVID also. That's and they who play they'll ACC have to basketball. join. They don't have any choice. See, because ACC's got first rights to them. So they can't join the Big Ten, which has a bigger TV contract. And – they have just renewed their NBC contract. So I don't know if they're going to get in the league. Well, it puts them at a disadvantage. I mean, if they yeah. end up having a year Notre where Dame will never be at a disadvantage. Do what? Notre Dame will never be at a disadvantage. Well, I'm talking if they get to the playoffs, they will be. When Other really good teams that say Notre Dame goes, you know, if they're undefeated, undefeated and yeah. finishes number one in the country, well, they don't get, the, they don't get a bye. they got to play an extra game. I don't know that the conference champions get an automatic buy. I think they get automatic in. I believe so. Is that not uh, did I made that wrong? Is it just an automatic bid? It's not an I automatic buy. I think it's buy? just an automatic bid because if you Okay. Yeah, I think that's It's all right. new to all of us, I guess, but that's I, right. I guess I understood that they get that you get an that the I, I I thought I understood the the four teams that you know are at the top have to be conference champions and maybe that's just maybe that's maybe that's not accurate but i thought that they had to be conference champions well the thing is that when this all was put into when they were putting all this together the pac-12 was still a league Mm -hmm. so you still would have had a power five 
and one of those would not have had a buy. So I don't know that you get a guaranteed buy. You just get a guaranteed spot. Because let's just Maybe say let's it. say let's say the ACC champion is nine and three, and you've got two teams that are twelve and zero: Notre Dame and you know somebody else from some other conference. It made no sense that you'd have the nine and three team seated ahead of those two. Yeah, just okay. So the college football playoff will expand from four teams to twelve next season. This version of the playoff field will include the six highest ranked conference champions. Those teams will receive automatic bids. The top four teams will receive a first-round bye to the quarterfinals. So it's go. just the top, top four. four. Right. I there guess it maybe I, I guess when I was reading that, maybe I was reading it as the top four teams of the conference champions. Yeah. But and, maybe that's and, not maybe that's Because Notre accurate, Dame, that's, yeah, Notre Dame would fight against that. And the other thing is, uh, again, that's before the Pac-12 dissolves, so it's probably going to go to five top conferences yeah. when they when they get back together again. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Trey, I wondered about this today. Uh, the SEC made the announcement of divvying up the uh, the Golden Jackpot. And it turns out each school is going to receive $51.3 million. So does a guy show up in a uniform from Wells Fargo and he's got, you know, this check inside this envelope and he hands it over to Hunter Yurchek? Is, is that how it works? It's probably a big, happy Gilmore-sized check just, uh, <laughs> for a photo opportunity. <laughs> yeah, $51 million, That's that's pretty good. Wow. University of Arkansas made six hundred and seventy-six million, I think. Is that right? Sixty-seven. Is that right? Six hundred and seventy-six. Sixty-seven million. million. Sorry, not a bill. Not almost a billion dollars. Sixty-seven million. From the SEC. I'm all over the place today. Six point seven billion dollars. Now, sixty. For, uh, the the athletic department. We're listening. So, We're, yeah, I don't know I, how to. I don't. I'm not I, sure. Yeah. I, Are you going total revenue? Total Your, revenue. Total revenue was how much money? It was 167 million. That's the total total intake in the 20. 167. Okay. Yeah. 167 on, I, million. I wrote an article a, about it. So yeah, they, before I got, I read your article. Today, I, That's how I remembered it. Right before I got on the show today, I ran two miles. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you I'm saying things got jumbled up while you were running? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they made 167 million. They spent 166 of it. Yeah. Right. I read your article. They, they That's spent what all said. the 800,000, so they're in the black. Yeah. Last yeah. year, last year they only spent like 100 and or like one, like I think they were. <laughs> I think I feel like last year they were like six million in the in the black, and this year it's only like eight hundred thousand. So they were close. And remember, none of that reflects NIL because at that at that point the schools couldn't contribute to that. So that's that's all. That's has yep. nothing to do with players making anything. Nothing to do with that. Arkansas spent uh, their recruiting budget for football would have been uh, among the top 10 teams nationally based on 2022 figures. I don't, I don't know what everybody had in 2023 um, yet, but uh, but Arkansas spent a lot in recruiting last year. All right, I'll, I'll shift gears to something. The 31st-ranked class in the country. <laughs> How about I, I shift to something a little bit easier, Trey? No numbers. No numbers. <laughs> okay. Well, he is the number one uh, recruit in the class uh, mm -hmm. for Arkansas, for the class of – 2025, Carius 
Kern by way of Marion. Huge commitment for Sam Pittman in the Arkansas football program. I feel like that was really needed. I mean, with just kind of the stuff that's been going on lately and football not being good and basketball tanking and not having really any news at all on National Signing Day. Karius Kern's 6'4", 301. He can play. I think he can play. I think he could play left tackle. Even though, even, even though you don't really see a lot of guys listed 6'4", uh, he's rangy, he is fast, and he just, I mean, he just bows people over. He is, he's a good-looking left tackle, in my opinion. Um, I could see him playing guard, right tackle. I mean, he could play probably just about anywhere on the offensive line, and he could play defensive line. I mean, when I, I was going to say, I like him on the defensive side. I like him both. When I watch him play in defensive line I'm like man I really like him in defensive line I think that's his position and I watch him on offensive tackle and I think well I don't know maybe that's why I'll say this it's because he can play defensive tackle this guy could be a defensive tackle in the SEC when's the last time this state produced a SEC level defensive tackle Melvin Aguim maybe well McTelvin Aguim was really listed as a defensive end and when he got to Arkansas he was a defensive end he converted to defensive tackle like when's a guy that was like just listed as a defensive tackle? When did when wow. did somebody come out of this state that was Wayne Martin, you know, Dan Hampton? I mean, that's, I'll just that's say going it, back it a long a time. Yeah. You know, Billy Farrell came to Arkansas. Uh, he was hurt, and then I, I think he was here for maybe a semester. Um, hmm. But he was just a you know he was a mid range like eighty five uh, range uh, prospect. Marcus Miller. He was like an 85, 86 mid-range prospect, and you know didn't didn't have a great career at Arkansas, a lot of injuries and stuff. But when's the last time there was a defensive, like a pure? This guy's a defensive tackle. I mean, is it Bijan Jackson? Is it? You know, I mean, like it's it's been a while. Hmm. It, it has been it has been a long time. And does that so, mean there aren't any in Arkansas? This state does not produce wow. that type of athlete Golly. for whatever reason. Wow. This state does not produce at a high level per capita, especially compared to some of our neighbors. Right, Mississippi. And, yeah. Mississippi wow. produces a ridiculous amount of talent, Louisiana. Um, but for some reason, there have been some really impressive-looking defensive ends. I mean, you just look at the last couple of years, Charleston Collins, Quincy Rhodes. Um, you know, there's there have been some really good defensive end prospects come out of this state, but for some reason, when you're talking about – Fast twitch, 300-plus pound, 6'4 kid, um, just not a lot of them. So when they do come around, it's it's really important to get them. And, you know, wide receivers and all those positions are, are very important. There are a lot of really good wide receivers out there. Wide receivers probably, and and I'm not, I'm not trying to mitigate Courtney Crutchfield because it stinks, you know, that he's going to Missouri and Arkansas couldn't get him um, because he's a really good player. But there are a lot of other really good wide receivers out there. It's probably the – easiest position to find is probably there's probably more four-star wide receivers in the country than any other position group but they're not a lot of is six four three hundred guys that can just explode off the football and so that's why that's why Kern is such a big pickup for them um, when I saw that come across last night like what six six thirty or so I was just like oh you know this is this is nice uh, this is a nice one and um, so Big-time get, number 175-ranked prospect in the country. I think he's the guy that's got a chance to move up when he goes to you know camps and all those kinds of things. He's listed as an offensive tackle right now, um, but everybody refers to him as a two-way lineman, number 19, offensive tackle, number one prospect in the state of Arkansas, whether you're looking at 24-7 sports or 24-7 sports composite ranking, which combines all the rankings. So 
nice get. And they've already got five committed in the class right now uh, for the class of 2025. So they're off to a pretty good start. And we've got, we're in the middle of this dead period right now. So this lasts till the beginning of March. And then it's a quiet period. So you start seeing a lot of visitors. April really picks up in terms of commitments starting to roll in and stuff. So they're off to a good start right now. Maybe they can get to a better number. We talked about that a lot yesterday. Only had 16 commitments in this last class, which, um, you know, isn't enough really. You know, you needed you need to probably get up to 18, 19 in this class, but you just had a lot of other stuff that you had to address in terms of the roster, getting players in who were, you know, ready to go right now. And if Arkansas had signed 20, 25, somewhere in there, then they would have had gaping holes um, all over their football roster because the roster just isn't healthy enough right now to uh, to sign a class like that. And, you know, you look at you look all around Arkansas. Um, in, in, ten, in terms of teams that are ranked above them and around them, uh, if you took Arkansas's average recruit ranking in last year's class, which is 89 point something, uh, the average they would rank, I believe, 22nd. They would rank 22nd, I believe, just based on their average recruit ranking. Um, if you look at all the other schools around Arkansas, I think South Carolina is the only one that's rated above them that has an equal number of commitments, 16. Everybody else is like 22 to 25, 26. Um, and that makes a big difference when you're talking about recruit rankings because you get points based on uh, each commitment that you get. And so that's one thing that's kind of impacted Arkansas's class and one reason that they're ranked 31st. You know, if they had if they had a few more mid-range three-star recruits, they'd, they'd slide right into the top 25. So, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mean to put a positive spin on it because I know everybody's, you know, disappointed in, in the state of football program lately. So... Um, but that is true. It's the reason that they're ranked so low is because they only have 16 commits. Um, 16 commits isn't enough, but also 20 commits might have been too many for this class. Trey, what about the linebacker position? Talking about uh, from in-state, it's been as dry as linebackers that has been at defensive tackle. Yeah, well, Wyatt Simmons says hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he was a nice get and, and a nice surprise because, you know, Wyatt was a pretty late addition, but, uh, you know, and not a late addition, but a late guy, you know, on the scene. He didn't, like, he didn't just, he, he was kind of like Traylon Burks, except for lesser known, you know. You look ahead to the class next year, I, I don't think that there's, a uh, you know, uh, a big-time linebacker in the state unless maybe you consider Cash Archer. Cash Archer, pretty good prospect. He's got a pretty good uh, brother who's a quarterback and a class below him. But, um, you know, Cash has some options out there. He's He plays defensive end. He's a an extremely, extremely good pass rusher. But he's about 6'1", 215. So uh, you're probably looking at linebacker for him on the next level. I would think outside linebacker. Yeah, yeah, 6'1", 215. But he lines up on the edge in high school. Uh, but he's got he's got some options out there. So, Maybe he would be the next guy. I mean, he could really get after a quarterback. Like his sack numbers are, are pretty ridiculous, and uh, I think Arkansas, um, you know, is looking at him and evaluating him. He's got a few. He's got, you know, Arkansas State, Louisville, Ole Miss. But, yeah, I mean, let's see. I mean, recent linebackers who've committed to Arkansas from Arkansas, Brooks Ellis out of Fayetteville, but how, yeah, how highly regarded was, was Brooks, though? Grant Morgan was a walk-on. A couple you know, years but, ago, there was one from Shiloh Christian. What happened to him? Uh, Caden Henley. He's yeah, still he's, on the uh, roster. 
he'll be okay. on he'll be on his third year coming up. Uh, he's not played a snap yet, though. He okay. hasn't played on either special teams or um, uh, or at his position yet. So that wow. would be nice if he would make a move up because they they could use it. Um, but yeah, he he was one of them. Um, he's probably the most recent one aside from Wyatt Simmons, I would think. Yeah. Uh, we were reminded. Dre Greenlaw was a pretty good one. He played safety in high yes. school, though. Yeah. But I don't remember those guys, though, being highly regarded. Dre was fairly well regarded. Now, he was committed to Arkansas State. But, you know, he was committed to Arkansas State before committing to flipping to Arkansas. But he was a safety in high school. Nico Davier, he's one. He's a defensive end. And then you got Freddie Fairchild. That was thrown there, but gosh, yeah, Freddie Nico, goes. Nico was a defensive end. Uh, Fairchild was a good one, too. He was kind of a late bloomer. He actually went to Hargrave's Military Academy before circling back around Arkansas. Trey, we'll talk with you tomorrow.